Welcome to Maverick Minds Podcast. I'm Catherine Lloyd, founder of Maverick Minds, a creative human development service where we help individuals and teams to shift your thinking, gain new perspectives and create positive change. And I'm one of your hosts of Maverick Minds Podcast. And I'm Danielle Bolton, Director of Association Solutions, a Specialist Secretariat and Event Management Service and co-host of Maverick Mind Podcast. Maverick Musings are a series of micro-podcasts highlighting creative people, ideas and actions that have caught our attention and think they're worth sharing with you. It's early days for our podcast. We're a work in progress and look forward to connecting with you over time. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to our next Maverick Micro Podcast, and today is all about unearthing orange. Hi, Danielle. How are you today? I'm really well, Catherine, and how are you this week? I'm doing very well, thank you, and I'm really looking forward to exploring all things orange. So what started the orange journey, Catherine? Well, researching one of my favourite topics, creativity, I came across a concept called the orange economy, and I knew it was something we should have a look at, take a closer inspection of. As a result, it got me thinking about the provenance of this dynamic and bold colour. So here we are, unearthing orange. Okay, so let's head off on a brief tour of the colour and end up in the orange economy. What's the story behind the colour? In ancient Egypt and India, artists used an orange colour on various objects and this yellow-orange hue was made from a mineral called rialga and featured in two paintings. Another mineral, orpamont, produced a golden yellow orange and was often used in ancient illuminated manuscripts. The colour orange didn't even have a name until around the 16th century. It was simply just called yellow red and often referred to as saffron. And we know it to be a very symbolic colour. It's the colour of Buddhism and Hinduism. And in Confucianism, orange is the colour of transformation. And did you know that orange is also used to depict the robes of Pomona, who is the goddess of fruitful abundance in ancient Rome, Roman religion and myth. She protected the fruit trees, gardens and orchards with her attribute, the pruning knife. And Danielle, do you remember that the head of herbology at Hogwarts School in Harry Potter is called Professor Pomona Sprout? One of my favourite stones or gems is amber. It comes in various shades from pale yellow to dark oranges. It's an organic, semi-precious gemstone, which is not a mineral, but hardened resin of prehistoric trees. Amber often contains the natural world, insects or plants, and because of its molecular structure, it actually preserves plants and animals really well. Throughout time, amber has been used in jewellery, decorative pieces, and even for healing therapies. It comes from areas such as Poland, Britain, Italy, Colombia, and Germany. And then there's the Baltic amber, which is one of the largest deposits of amber dating back millions of years. And some say the chakra properties of amber also enhances creativity. And speaking of the natural world, we see orange in a range of veggies, such as, you know, pumpkins and carrots and sweet potatoes. Autumn leaves turn various hues of orange, and there are flowers such as marigolds and gerbers. And then we have herbs like turmeric, which has healing properties. Then there's the good old humble orange itself, which has a reputation as an icon of abundance, and the orange colour has been associated with wealth. The colour orange is named after the appearance of the ripe orange fruit and the etymology of the word has its roots in French, Italian, Arabic and Sanskrit. In the 1700s, early 1800s, with the discovery of lead chromate by French scientist Louis Vacquelin, came the invention of the synthetic pigment chrome orange. In Western art, orange became popular with the pre-Raphaelites and history painters and was also used by the Impressionists. And orange is the national colour of the Netherlands and is the colour of the Dutch royal family, which hails from the House of Orange. 
The lineage of the current dynasty, the House of Orange-Nassau, dates back to William of Orange. And Orange remains a huge part of Dutch culture, and you see it widely exhibited in many national events like King's Day and football. So this is quite an exciting connection for me, as I found out a couple of years ago that I have Dutch heritage. My grandfather was born in Amsterdam, and I have family in Holland, so a big shout-out to the family there, and visited a couple of years ago. But that's a whole other story. So it's interesting that I should choose orange as Maverick Mind's brand colour. And, of course, orange is also the safety colour It's because it's easily spotted. In this context, it's actually referred to as safety orange and it's also known as blaze orange or vivid orange. And it's the uh, the colour for the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And in Pantone colours, it's number 152. It's been used as a revolutionary colour in the Orange Revolution, a series of protests and political events that took place in the Ukraine from the late November 2004 to January 2005. Orange became the uniting colour of the pro-Yushenko protesters. I just love that orange is, you know, that number 152, that safety colour, that's uh, that Pantone having a design background that really resonates for me. What a dynamic colour it is. On the 25th of November, um, UNESCO has nominated that day as the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, calling it Orange the World. The colour symbolises a brighter future, free of violence. It serves as a way to unite people in the elimination of all forms of violence. As a show of solidarity, the UNESCO globe is illuminated in orange. This gregarious colour is linked to areas such as health, creativity, energy, vitality and movement. And this leads us to the orange economy, an orange movement. There's not a clear definition of what the orange economy is, but its broad definition includes creative and digital industries, creative entrepreneurship and artistic endeavour. It links to the creative economy and things like intellectual property, the cultural economy, heritage and identity and creativity in business. The orange economy has found traction in Latin America and the Caribbean in terms of highlighting and investing in the creative talent that resides in the people and culture. The IDB, the Inter-American Development Bank, has a report on the orange economy which states the creative economy, which we call the orange economy, encompasses the immense wealth of talent, intellectual property, interconnectedness and cultural heritage of the Latin American and Caribbean region and indeed every region. It highlights the huge economic contribution of the orange economy through the production of creative goods such as crafts, architecture, R&D, culture and leisure, design, visual and performing arts, film, museums and galleries, entertainment and digital media. The orange economy has emerged as a brand identity for the cultural and creative economy, particularly in the Latin American and Caribbean region, to help us value and put value on the relationship between the economy and culture. They are two sides of the same coin. Orange is about innovation. It's about creating new business models that enrich and improve our lives and the planet and values culture. One of the comments they make is that cultural goods are highly renewable and tradable. And this reminds me of creativity being our natural greatest resource. And Catherine, a couple of interesting statistics I found uh, is bearing in mind that this report was published in 2013. It suggests that if the orange economy was a country, it'd be the fourth largest economy in the world. It'd be the ninth largest exporter of goods and services, and it'd actually be the fourth largest labour force. Mm, That's so interesting. What they also highlight is that the current mindset about the arts, cultural and creative industries, damages creatives by denying recognition of their creative activity as a legitimate career and rightful compensation for the work they do. 
And we saw some of this lack of recognition and value for creative workers in Australia recently during the pandemic, when the government provided JobKeeper support for many industries, and yet the arts and many related creative industries and individual creative practitioners were unable to access this financial support because of the nature of their work or the employment or structure of their businesses. Ultimately, investment in the orange economy will benefit us all. There are a number of points they raise in terms of investing in the orange economic movement. And the one I'll end on is this. The orange economy is not just about increasing the number of businesses or creating better policies for the development of the orange economy, but also about integrating more of the orange economy, the creative and cultural industries, into business and public policy. Business, government, the economy and society have much to benefit by building respectful and productive partnerships and alliances with the creative and cultural industries. And researching this, one example that really caught my imagination in relation to a medical device that was created through the vision of paediatric cardiologist Franz Freudenthal, the founder of the Borgen Project. Through his vision and ingenuity, a sophisticated and simple device has been created and developed by working with the Indigenous weavers of Bolivia, who for generations have told stories by weaving complex patterns on looms. Through their supreme weaving skills, they've been employed to weave with precision a heart closure device for children with congenital heart conditions, particularly babies born with a hole in the heart, and therefore it doesn't require open heart surgery. It's amazing, actually. This intersection of medical intervention and Indigenous culture is a brilliant example of different professions and industries collaborating, learning and innovating with each other. It's in these intersections of culture and industry where the production of novel and useful ideas manifest. And this this example really resonates for me. Having had open heart surgery as an adult, um, it's it's close to my heart, this, this whole idea. That's a truly inspirational story, Catherine. Indeed it is. Um, but listen, we'd also like to give a shout out to a local business too, and that would be Orange Sky Australia. Uh, it's the world's first free mobile laundry service for people experiencing homelessness. It's an idea founded and brought to life in Brisbane, which is actually our hometown, by a couple of friends, Nick Marchese and Lucas Patchett. In 2014, these boys installed a couple of washing machines and dryers in the back of an old van, and they visited some parks in Brisbane to wash and dry clothes for free. What started as an idea to improve high hygiene standards and restore dignity to people doing it tough has evolved into something so much bigger and more powerful. They have a vision and they now have a very, very loyal, large team of volunteers as well. Yeah, it's really inspiring, isn't it? It's fantastic to see that that work and what they do in the community. And this all links to the idea of entrepreneurship, innovation and applied creativity, the production of novel ideas that are made useful. As Franz Freudenthal says, In one of his inspiring talks, creativity is the key to cross from dreams to reality. Frank Sinatra once described orange as the happiest colour. I just love that. Good on you, Frank. Through this dynamic colour, we've unearthed a few creative ideas in today's Maverick Musing. Our final call to action is to encourage you, dear listener, to use your imagination to dream big and apply your creativity to make the world a better place and your place in the world better. And, of course, don't forget to embrace your inner orange along the way. Indeed. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Listen, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to the Maverick Mind podcast, share it, like it. You can find it on all the different podcast platforms and both of our websites. Also, get in touch if you have any interesting ideas or people you'd like us to talk to or look into, and we'll acknowledge you in our podcast. 
Indeed we will. Our next Maverick Music will take a look at creative well-being and a concept called eudaimonia. So we're going to look into this, this idea. Until next time, bye for now. Lots things. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Thank you.